Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Kicking off hour number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Joining us in about an hour will be Mike Schaefer from Husker 24-7. Uh, people are uh, talking about a little, uh, you know, some that sexy Rexy jump cut in the Ohio State game. Uh, sexy Rexy. Man, I, you know, that's, a, that's, that's Nick Baugh's fault. That is, I, I believe that is 100% Nick Baugh's fault. I think he started calling him Sexy Rexy back in like the original Chick and Nick show days, and mm. then he did. So they they used to do these songs before every Nebraska football oh. season. Oh, I know. They still do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but they, it started like way back on the terrestrial radio days, and he <laughs> there was a "I Want to Rex You Up." Was one of the songs that he did one. I was year. so hoping it was "Sexy Back." <laughs> I'm bringing Rexy back. That'd be a good yes. one. Yes. Uh, no, instead of "I want to sex you up," it was "I want to rex you up." Um, and I think he used to call him "Sexy Rexy" all the time. If I well, people correctly. nationally called Rex Burkhead "Sexy Rexy." Yeah. Now maybe Nick Ba was a true pioneer in that movement. It's true, but. I know I've called him Sexy Rexy before, and now maybe that's just a play on words because I'm an immature, uh, you know, teenager at the time. But uh, I do know that Sexy Rexy is more than just Nebraska when when that term was at least coined. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but that's that's who I blame for my my you know every time I say his name in my head. I have to fight the urge to call him Sexy Rexy. So no, don't let I, it fly, man. Let I, it fly. You're I, you're a J. Let it fly. I blame that directly on Nick Ba. Um, Drunk Monk says he's always been a uh, running back guy. He says Emmett Johnson reminds him a little bit as Burkhead as a freshman. Not all overly blown away by their ability, but you can definitely see something there. 
Um, <laughs> he also says being mature is overrated, AR. So it, it absolutely is overrated. You know, life is fun when you're immature. It, it's true. It is, uh, it is a little bit more fun there. Um, so, yeah, if you've got uh, – you want to throw some sexy Rexy favorite memories your way or our way, uh, you can do that. Um, but I wanted to kind of start traveling down the rabbit hole a little bit that I started on this weekend because, you know, there has been a little bit of a trend uh, of late of guys moving from head coaching positions to coordinator positions. Um, with a guy like Jeff Halfley from Boston College. He's taken a def- an NFL defensive corner pis- coordinator position with the Packers. Um, Chip Kelly apparently has been openly, like, searching for an NFL OC job. And, like, listen, I could sort of understand it at Boston College, right? Not a great job necessarily. Tough to win there long term and win big. So I kind of get it there. You know, maybe he wants to be in the NFL I don't know that Chip Kelly is going to get another NFL head coaching job, so I don't think it's that for him. Um, he, cut, he got at least two opportunities. He went to the Eagles and the Niners, um, was just with the 49ers for a year there. But um, I don't know that he's, especially at his age, I don't know that he's getting another shot as an NFL head coach, but he's still kind of, I mean, he interviewed, I think, twice with the Raiders. He interviewed with the Commanders. Um, I, it seems like the Raiders may revisit him. Uh, now that they've the deal with Cliff Kingsbury fell apart. But it kind of got me wondering about two things separately, and so I actually diverged into two different rabbit holes here that I tried to chase at the same time, which is difficult because um, I'm not that flexible. But the one we'll start with is there's, I want to say, at least four now fairly high-profile guys um, and I'll name them off here. Uh, looking that went either that either went to uh, from being a head coach to a coordinator or are actively looking. So you got Chip Kelly, who I mentioned, Jeff Halfley from BC, who I mentioned. Uh, Kane Womack was the head coach of South Alabama. He went to Alabama to be a co-defensive coordinator with uh, Maurice Linguist, who went from Buffalo to be a co-defensive coordinator at Alabama. So that's four guys with head coaching jobs went to be coordinators, and two of them, I get it's a higher profile position in terms of Alabama versus South Alabama or Buffalo, but going from, it's probably more money to be fair also, um, going from head coaching job to a coordinator job. And part of me wonders, because these are all, these are all college head coaches that are making this move. We also saw Nick Saban retire this year. Part of me wonders if guys that are sort of more football junkie would almost rather be coordinators, especially after they've, you know, had some head coaching money, would rather be coordinators than be a head coach in this era of college football. Because remember, we heard Matt Rule say this one time. He goes, I used to be a pretty good football coach before I became a head coach. And that always is kind of rattled around in my head of like, yeah, you don't actually get to coach that much football as a head coach especially in today's day and age, right? You've got way too much going on, especially if you're at one of uh, if you're at a power program. You don't get to coach that much football. A lot of the job is all the other stuff, right? Whether it's recruiting, uh, fig- figuring out like, you know, you're setting the culture, you're doing a lot of stuff that is is not on-field stuff. And there's a part of me that just wonders if we might see this more of guys being like, "Hey, I can make 
if I go to a, a big-time place, whether it's the NFL or in Alabama or somewhere like that, I can make seven figures as a coordinator. Like, do I really want to be a head coach? I kind of like actually coaching football. So I'm happy that you clarified uh, about if you've already had the taste of head coaching money yeah, to, yeah. to transition because last week we had talked about something similar to, oh, you know, why, why going and, and, and becoming an OC or staying an OC is fine as long as you're getting, you know, X and Y dollars that, that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were like, well, you know, you're trying to chase being that head coach, but – and, and I was like, oh, man, I'm ready to go get Robbie now. I'm ready to get him. And then he clarified, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, now I got to kind of like ride ride the wave that Robbie's on. Uh, but, no, you know, it is interesting because the way I look at the Chip Kelly situation, for one, he was checked out from the moment UCLA said they were going to fire yeah, that's a weird spot for him, or just in general. It's a very strange situation. And then you say, no, we're going to keep Chip Kelly as we transition, and – uh, I, I kind of thought, well, for one, before Chip Kelly was um, w- was like uh, teased to being let go, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Like Chip Kelly really hasn't had a whole lot of success at UCLA, at least the way that they wanted him yeah. uh, to have success. But he did have, you know, a, a good last season and season before. So I, I, I guess I can understand why, you know, there may be some people rallying behind Chip. But then he beats USC. And it's like, okay, we're going to keep him now. And it's like, wait a second here. Can you imagine somebody telling you like, hey, we're going to let you go. And then being like, eh, well, now we're going to like, we're going to keep you. It's like, wait, I can't, you're not loyal to me at all. Yeah. I can't, I can't trust you. So when I hear people talking about the off-season woes that UCLA is having this season, or, or at least this off-season, mm-hmm. I'm like, what did you expect? What did you expect? This guy's not going to try anymore. He's not going to try hard for you. He's going to try to put himself in a better situation, which is why I think he is so unique to the example because as a head coach at his stop, right now it's kind of too late to get that next head coaching job anyway. So only a coordinator job makes sense. Mm -hmm. And he can transition into that role. Yes, age-wise, it makes more sense for him to do something like that more than becoming a head coach at the NFL again or um, even in college transitioning. Like it's easier when you're that old to get – I say that old. You know, 60 isn't like crazy old for coaches as we see in the NFL. Most coaches can make it to 70 Um, and even some in college that too. But when you are up at that age, it's a lot harder to secure a job, especially in the NFL with how young – that movement has been but as look looking at the Bruins class right now Robbie they signed the nation's 68th class nationally that's not great UCLA should never be that low no especially with the move being into the Big Ten you can't be that low yeah you have to be up in the top 30 at least Mm -hmm. and you may even have to reach top 25 in order for this to make sense for you but they're down 39 spots prior to last year's cycle. That's 17th in the Big Ten. Um, how many teams are in the Big Ten, Robbie? That would be 18. That is correct. So that's not very good. Dante Moore transfers to a rival school mm-hmm. in the Big to Ten to be a backup. Yeah. To be a backup next year. Yeah. He transfers to a rival school so he doesn't lose a, a, any eligibility. And they lost like uh, not only a coach um, to to USC to be the defensive coordinator, um, but they lost two of their top returning defensive players because mm-hmm. that guy went 
to USC. So UCLA is in a, a really tough spot, but you know, Chip Kelly's not really a desirable name either. Mm. And it's a, it's kind of like the lesser of two evils. Do you keep Chip Kelly because he's the best we've got right now or the best available out there? Or if you're Chip Kelly, are you somebody that's like also thinking, hey, I have to stay because I've been overlooked on every job so far. Like Vegas. Remember when he had two interviews with Las Vegas? Yeah. They went with Cliff Kingsbury. And then like two minutes later, Kingsbury's in Washington. Yeah, the deal falls apart. But so if you're Chip Kelly, the same situation in Vegas is happening at UCLA. You got you got passed over. Well, how, how are you supposed to feel? Yeah. Uh, like, uh, do you like finishing in second place? <laughs> do you want to like win by a technicality at one of these spots? I I don't know, man. I I look at Virginia or uh, UCLA, and they're basically Virginia. Mm. Like, if you if you think about Virginia in the Bronco Mendenhall days. That's kind of like the back end of what Chip Kelly's been able to produce at, at UCLA. But UCLA is entering the Tony Elliott days, the three <laughs> and nine ACC days. And that's not good. No, it's certainly not. And it, it kind of brings up my other, my other rabbit hole that I, that I went down, which, um, you know, before we hit that, I, I do think an NFL coordinator job maybe makes the most sense for Chip Kelly. They are a lot of offenses are starting to adopt more college-like principles and things like that, especially as um, you know they draft these guys uh, and they want them to play right away in terms of quarterback position. They often try and give them something they're a little bit more familiar with. So it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that NFL teams might be interested. Um, I just think it's really interesting how interested sitting head coaches are in coordinator positions. That being said, if for whatever reason he was either you know. The, he circles back with the Raiders or the Raiders circle back with him or he finds a different offensive coordinator job in the NFL or even offensive coordinator job in college for that matter. Like it wouldn't shock me if he took an offensive coordinator position in college because he doesn't really obviously he doesn't love the situation at UCLA because they tried to they wanted to fire him and just beating up on USC in the last game of the season is the only thing that saved his job. But so it wouldn't surprise me if he moves on. But then it, it brought, brings up the other rabbit hole that I started going down. And you, you kind of brought this up with the recruiting rankings. You brought it up with UCLA going to the Big Ten. What kind of job is UCLA? Because it should be a good job. Theoretically, it seems like it should be a good job. It's in Southern California. You've got you know, a, a long history, even, it's, if, even if it's not you know, the most successful history, you know, you've got kind of iconic gold helmets and, and you've got, you do have some success in the past. Not, you know, you're not talking about blue blood stuff here, but people have shown the ability to win at a pretty decent level at UCLA. But right now they don't have a ton of money. Now that's hopefully for them going to be fixed as they move into the big 10 and they start cashing those big 10 checks in a few years. But they don't have a ton of money. They don't have a ton of resources. Um, they are a public school in California, so they're pretty, they're pretty restricted in terms of what they can spend on some of those things, unlike USC, which is a private school and can and does spend whatever they want. Um, and you're in this weird position of the administration was halfway between firing and not firing a guy. I don't know how desirable that makes the job. But I look at it and I go, okay, if Chip Kelly does move on, I'm trying to figure out who wants that job. 
Like, who, who can they get? Because I don't think they're going to get a big name in terms of a sitting head coach. I don't think that's on the table. I think you're looking Unless at, it's a group of five guy. Yeah, right, yeah. Th- that's certainly possible. But I don't think you're getting – you're either getting, I think, a high-profile coordinator that you maybe get to get that job or a guy that's not currently coaching. Like maybe, you know, like a David Shaw comes to mind, somebody that wants to get back into coaching – has coached at a high level before, hasn't been in the game or isn't currently in the game. Some names that I was kind of kicking around in my don't head. Don't say Tony White. No, 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 no. I, I actually don't think Tony White would take the job. I think he knows that's not a very good job. Or I think he knows it's a really hard job. Well, I think that's one of those jobs that, especially when Coach Rule was saying, hey, take take that job. If you want the job, take the job. He was not trying to keep Tony White this offseason as much as, you know, Nebraska did give him a pay bump to incentivize him to to stay. Mm -hmm. But Coach Rule wasn't, it was going to be a situation of, hey, no hard feelings if you wanted to take the job. He just made sure to tell him, take the right job. And that's why UCLA doesn't seem like a likely option, even though he's connected with it. But if you are looking to be a head coach, I mean, is UCLA really that bad of a place to start? If you turned around UCLA, maybe like David Braun turned away or turned around Northwestern last year, uh, you could be looked at as, um, oh, this guy could really be a head coach at something bigger down the road. Yeah, UCLA is kind of a weird spot because I don't nece- it hasn't really been a stepping stone job for guys. It's kind of been a last stop job for guys. So I don't know. That's a good point. And I don't know if it's because of how they've hired or, but they, I mean, if you go back into, you know, kind of the late 90s, early 2000s, even, like Carl Durrell was kind of an up and comer. He had a little bit of success at UCLA. And then basically after like a one year stint in Colorado, uh, or, or second stint at Colorado, basically was never heard from as a head coach again. You know, like there's, there's these, but for the most part, they've gone with sort of a older head coach, and we saw that again with Chip Kelly. That's why I think you look maybe young this time around if they're looking at a head coach. I look at some sitting offensive coordinators at high-profile places that I think actually could be really interesting fits, and also guys that could help them transition into the Big Ten. Because I don't know they're at a real good spot right now coming into the Big Ten. You mentioned the recruiting rank and being 17th out of 18 Big Ten teams. Like, I think they need a little help with that transition. Um, so I, I looked at, I was trying to come up with some names of mm. guys that I thought, okay, this sort of makes sense. Now, the biggest coordinator name kind of on the market right now is uh, Ryan Grubb. You know, I thought he should have been offered the Washington job. They didn't want to go that direction. They went with Jed Fish, which I do think is a good hire. But he follows Kalen DeBoer down to Alabama. I still think there could be some interest in him as a head coach. Um, I don't know stylistically if he fits the Big Ten, but he did put together an incredible offensive line as part of his uh, unit there in Washington. Uh, they won the the award for best offensive line in the country last year. So he's got the ability to put some pieces together in a way um, that I think would work in the Big Ten. So that's that's one guy I thought of. Another guy I thought of, currently in the Big Ten as a coordinator, has been in the Big Ten before as a head coach, and would kind of fit more of the older guy vibe that UCLA has uh, been attracted to recently. Bill O'Brien is an interesting name for that job. 
he has obviously he's got the Penn State experience. He's got NFL head coaching experience. Just got hired as the Ohio State offensive coordinator. Stylistically, I think he makes sense for what UCLA would need coming into uh, coming into the Big Ten. Uh, he showed at Penn State that he could recruit at a pretty high level. Um, he's an interesting name to me uh, and kind of fits the best of both worlds for UCLA in the sense that he has Big Ten experience, has head coaching experience, but is a current coordinator so they don't have to try and pluck him away from a head coaching job. And then the guy that I think is the most interesting is also probably the guy I think is the least likely to get it on this list, and that's Alex Atkins at Florida State. Now, Hmm. the reason I say he's the least likely is because he currently has a two-year show cause penalty from the NCAA for that weird NIL violation that I didn't even know those existed. Apparently, he drove a recruit to an NIL meeting, which is, I guess, illegal for facilitating whatever. I don't know. But he's got a two-year show cause penalty, so it actually would be really, really hard to hire him. But he came up as an offensive line coach. He completely remade a Florida State offensive line. That was terrible. He's been the offensive coordinator there for the last couple years, has been a key part of their turnaround. If you're looking for an up-and-comer and and you want to be ready to play physical Big Ten football, like Alex Atkins is your guy. You know, it's funny. You brought up some good names on that list. I still can't get behind Bill O'Brien ever. I know. You Um, hate Bill O'Brien. And and, and I know, like, if you look back at Bill O'Brien, like, he had some good years in Houston, and it's when he became a GM that I can't ever forget the bad years of Bill O'Brien. He was better uh, than you think. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm not blocking out the bad either, Robbie. <laughs> not blocking out the bad years. <laughs> Beside that, though, I thought, you know, Liam Cohen could have been a good one, who was Kentucky's yep. OC before yep. he became the OC of the Bucks. I thought for sure that was a name that, you know, man, if you're looking for the next head coach, somebody that's really done a nice job has been, has, has been Liam at, at, at Kentucky with Will Levis. Mm-hmm. He did it last year. Uh, with the name that slipped in my mind that they got in the transfer portal, Devin Leary. Yep. Thank you, Andrew, for uh, <laughs> getting there. Uh, but they did a nice job of recreating that offense after Levis left. Now, Kentucky didn't end the season probably the way they wanted to, but they still stayed, stayed relevant all season long. There's some names out there, but again, it almost seems too late. All of these guys are kind of like set up well with where they're at. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien, he's at Ohio State. Like, yes, being a head coach again may be, you know, in, in his cards or, or what he wants to do. But can you imagine, um, like, leaving the position that he's in, being the top team in the Big Ten, yeah. going to the second worst team in the Big Ten, at least how it's looked on paper in terms of recruiting rankings? Maybe UCLA isn't actually looked at like that. They could be better than Rutgers still. Yeah. They're probably better than Indiana and, you know, teams like that. But they're still in the bottom half of the Big Ten rankings if we were making predictions today. Yeah. So it, it, it almost seems UCLA is just way too late to the party. And their best bet is to keep Chip Kelly, whether they like it or not. And Chip Kelly's best bet is to stay, whether he likes it or not. And then after this one season, it's, okay, now we, get, we tried it. We know it doesn't work. Neither, neither one of us wants to be where we are today in, in the position that we're in. So we are going to make this mutual, and we're just going to part ways. That, that's the only thing that makes sense to me right now. 
there are there people out there that they could go after sure but other teams beat you to the punch yeah you you look at oh man colorado's offensive coordinator last year uh sean lewis sean right lewis, yeah kent state guy really uh really bright offensive mind now he's at san diego state can you pluck a sean lewis after getting to san diego state well maybe but how weird would that be for him to take that head coaching job and then just take another head coaching job? Like, it's like, no, like he's, he's probably starting to establish himself at, at SDSU right now. So there's just guys out there that it's like, well, it, you're running out of time. That That's basically what this is. UCLA ran out of time. They should have made a move in. They should have made a change in November if they wanted to make a change. Yeah, I mean, they, they should have made a change when they originally said they wanted to. I just still wonder if Chip Kelly's going to force their hand. Um, is I, I still wonder if, if Chip Kelly might first force their hand by taking a different job. Um, in terms and of that could sport. be it. Yeah. That, could be, that could be the, like I said, the fire that, that is lit underneath UCLA to make that change. And then I think you have to take a corner at that spot because the sitting head coach is probably on moving. Uh, coming up next, we're going to get a look to a little Herd at Hot Seat here on Herd at Sports Radio, AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities.